you may have realized that being healthy feels different than it did in the past now that you're over 50. If you want to maximize your health potential but don't have time to read through overwhelming pages of Google links, this is the show for you. Welcome to Healthy Tips After 50. We love doing the research, finding solutions, talking to health experts, and learning what works and what doesn't. Now, your host. She spent the last 25 years dedicated to feeling her best and is here to share her best findings with you, Susan Rosen. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Susan Rosen. And today I'm going to talk about something that's kind of a fun thing, or at least that's what I thought when I started, and that is about taking naps. Especially as you get older, people start to take more naps. And it's interesting because there are a lot of pros and cons that go along with napping. Some of the really obvious ones are that if you take a nap during the day, then usually you're not as tired at night. And so you're not getting a full night's sleep. And it ends up just being one of those cycles where because you didn't get as much sleep at night, then you feel like you need to nap during the day and on and on and on from there. Now, some of that may have to do with your job or maybe you're taking care of an elderly or a young person who is getting up and needs your help and is waking you up during the night. I went through some of that myself. But otherwise, if you are on your own and you are taking a nap, then maybe you need to look at kind of why and do you need it or is it just something that you are enjoying? There's a lot of research that's been done on napping and it has shown that there are both benefits and harms that goes along with napping. Some examples are that some studies have found that people who take long naps during the day end up actually being more likely to have conditions or develop conditions such as heart disease, depression, and diabetes. The other part, which I already mentioned, has to do with the urge to go to sleep during the day could be because you're not getting enough sleep at night. And that then is associated with those chronic conditions. And it could also be that if you're drowsy during the day, that you have some kind of a sleep disorder and that's why you're not getting very good sleep. So you may think you're sleeping enough, but you're still drowsy during the day. And that could be because of things like sleep apnea and or snoring, which is what apnea is. Or it could be that perhaps your partner is t tossing and turning, or maybe they have snoring issues. Um, and as you get older, you'll find that people who didn't used to snore are starting to snore. And that's because your muscles, what causes the snoring has to do partly with muscles in your, in your throat. And as we age, as I well know, your muscles 
start to relax a little more than they used to. And that can cause snoring. But there are some things that you can do with naps. One of those things is, if you feel like it, is to only nap for about 20 minutes. And when you do that, you will be avoiding being groggy when you wake up. I know that I have had that sometimes when I've taken a nap, let's say when I wasn't feeling well or just didn't get enough sleep at night. And I totally understand being kind of groggy. You really, at that point, if you take a longer nap, then your body and your brain starts to think that you're actually going into a regular sleep pattern, which you're not. And so it's like getting woken up in the middle of the night. Same thing. The other thing is that shorter naps also won't probably affect your sleeping at night because it's not enough for it to really interfere, but it's enough to kind of make you a little more energetic for the rest of the day. The other part too is that when you do want, when you nap, you want to make sure it's a nice quiet place where you're not going to get distracted and you're not going to get disturbed because otherwise you're going to end up being there longer than you really want to. They have also found that the people who nap, a lot of them do have issues with memory. They have issues with um, early dementia and with some other brain and or aging issues, which makes a lot of sense because again, those are the kinds of people who probably aren't going to be sleeping real well at night. I found a list of some tips that are for better nighttime sleep that were in the Harvard Women's Health Watch. And I thought I would share those as a part of this as well. And what they said is that if you find yourself tossing and turning at night, here are some strategies you can use to rest more soundly. Okay. So first is to stick to a regular sleep schedule, which makes a lot of sense. And that is one of the things that a lot of people having to do with sleep, a lot of researchers have said, which is to try and go to bed at the same time and hopefully wake up at the same time. And I have also heard that going to bed at the same time is actually the more important part of those two. You should exercise regularly. And that means daily from what they're saying. And that that too can promote better nighttime sleep, which makes a lot of sense. I think it just helps you to tire yourself out. Also make sure that your room is cool, dark, and quiet. And they say that you'll get the best sleep if that's how your room is. Watch out for any kinds of sleep disorders that you may see or something that is starting to interrupt your sleep on a regular basis and be sure to go see your doctor to find out what's going on. Because they do recommend seven to eight hours of sleep a night. But if you're getting that and you're still tired when you get up in the morning, then there could be something else that is involved in whatever you have developed. Also, avoid alcohol and caffeine late in the day, 
And they say that both of those can interfere with your sleep quality. Well, I can for sure see that with the caffeine. I guess the alcohol is more of an interference from my point of view if you have too much because I know that I can never sleep very well if I've had too much. But if I just have one glass of wine, not a big deal, at least for me. But I'm sure everyone is a little different on that. They also suggest to turn all electronics off at least one hour before bedtime because of the blue light from the screens with your television or phone. I know that I did a podcast about that um, actually quite a while ago now, but it is still out there. The blue light, it's not just the screens, it's also from the light bulbs that we all use in our lamps and um, off of our computer screens. And for the computer screen, you can get something like Flux, which is the letter F dot L-U-X, which is free and it's an app. You can download it on your laptop or on your um, desktop computer and it will turn, it will slowly turn the light down, um, the, the blue light down so that you will not be getting that and you will find yourself falling or getting sleepy um, when it gets around time that you want to go to bed. Okay, um, let's see if there's anything else here. Um, not too much. One of the things I did read a number of different research papers that had been published about sleeping and napping. And it was interesting because one of them called out that there wasn't much research about couples and how couples may be affecting each other's sleep patterns, how well they're sleeping, how long they're sleeping, and that that may be one of the reasons why a lot of married people, one or the other, will start taking naps. I thought that was kind of interesting. I It made a hell of a lot of sense to me. But anyways, that's it for today. Let me know whether you take naps and why you do and how it's working for you. I've never gotten into them myself, but I certainly can understand why people would start doing it. As I've always said, I am not a doctor and please don't look at this as medical advice. If you are having some kind of a medical problem, please go and see your own doctor or go to the emergency room if that's what you need for your situation. With all of that said, I will be talking to all of you next week. This has been Healthy Tips After 50 with Susan Rosen. To stay on the cutting edge of the most effective health strategies, subscribe to this podcast and let us know what you thought of the show with a comment or like on iTunes. Visit HealthyTipsAfter50.com for this episode's show notes, more resources, and free offers.